Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. It is 134 in Edmonton. We are live at Rogers Place. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years for menu locations. There's now 15 of them in the uh, Edmonton region. Visit royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, uh, just heard from Bob Nicholson. He was effusive in his uh, praise of uh, Kurt Hill. So, Kurt, make sure you're buying the next time you see Bob. But uh, Kurt uh, Hill is the president GM of the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. We had him on during the Holinka Gretzky Cup. That was before the start of your rookie camp. Today is the opening day of training camp. Are you getting settled in here, by the way? Like, have you have you bought a house in Edmonton? Are you renting? What's going on there? Yeah. Yeah, we got a place. My wife and I are, are settled in, getting her the lay of the land here in Edmonton. And, yeah, no, we couldn't be uh, more excited to be here in this uh, great hockey city. Well, we've talked about it. You've come at a unique time because five first-round draft choices over a three-year span. Uh, though you're not going to have a couple of those kids uh, for at least a year because, of course, the WHL Bantam draft. Uh, how did those – let's start that. Let's start there. You had the number one overall pick, Dylan Ginther. Uh, how did he perform for you? Yeah, Dylan looked great in camp. He's, um, you know, the more the more reps he gets here at the facility and gets comfortable here, it's it's a positive for us. But in his peer group, he's obviously a dynamic player getting selected first overall in the draft. And he looked great and comfortable at uh, rookie camp. And, uh, you know, offense, his offense is there. He's got skates great for a big guy already and uh, you know we just got to keep keeping his development in the right direction and uh look for him to join us all right so yeah so how does it so is he allowed to come into your main camp then uh how how does that all uh, maybe educate our listeners how it works because he can't play he can only play x amount of regular season games as a 15 year old in the league right yeah so the the 
15-year-old players, after they're drafted they're through camp, they're allowed to play as many exhibition games as we need them to okay. play. And then after that point, uh, they're allowed to play five games throughout the uh, regular season until their season ends when they can join your club full-time. Right, and we saw with Kirby Dock, I think a couple of years ago, he finished the, you know, his season ended early, he went to the Saskatoon Blades, actually had a pretty good run down the stretch, and, uh, and now is obviously a consensus top-ten pick for this upcoming draft. So you've got uh, the, these five uh, these five first-round picks over a three-year run. One of the guys is Jake Neighbors, who went fourth overall in the WHL draft a year ago. Uh, and he was not out at rookie camp. So just a quick update. Just a minor thing with him? Yeah, Jake started rookie camp, and he's just got a minor day-to-day injury, just yep. being precautious here early in the season, and uh, yeah. he'll be back in a few weeks. Because this is a player that you're counting on to to take a step forward as a 16-year-old player, which is really when a guy can make him, uh, starts to make his mark in the WHL. Yeah, of course. he uh, Jake was fortunate to, to play in a lot of games last year and kind of get a, acclimatized to the way things um, are here at uh, Rogers Place. And uh, no, we're looking for him to obviously take steps this year as a 16 year old. A little bit different world in the days of uh, Victor Gervais and Glenn Goodall playing in the Western Hockey League at 14, eh? <laughs> Is it, what do you think about that? Isn't it kind of crazy? Like, and those guys were small guys too. They were not. Uh, they were not big players. No, they were small. I got to play with Glenn at the uh, WHL alumni game a few years ago, and he's he's a pretty amazing player still, and the skill that he still has today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you made a trade to get a defenseman from the Swift Current Broncos. We're joined by Kurt Hill, he's president GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. That trade occurred uh, last week. What do you, what can you tell us? Uh, First of all, give us the full player's name and sort of his background and his bio and what attracted you to him. Yeah, Jackson Alexander, he's... um you know, he's from the island in BC. He's a player that uh, played at Shawnigan Lake in his Bantam draft here at one of the Canadian Sports School um, academies. And, uh, you know, he was an exceptional player then. Puck-moving style defenseman, has offense, has a great shot from the point. Um, and just, he's one of those guys that plays that new style of hockey. He skates so well, he moves moves the puck up the ice, pushes the pace, and that's the style that we want to play him, getting the transition game going up to our forwards. Now, you hired Jamie Porter to be your head scout, and he had previously worked with Manny uh, Viveros uh, with uh, Swift Kern. I actually talked to a, a couple guys who have uh, sons in the league that uh, went in the top 10 of the draft a couple years ago, and they, they both thought that was a good hire for you, an experienced guy. He would obviously be quite uh, familiar with the player, wouldn't he? Yeah, you know, with having those two resources here now, you do your due diligence and you talk to them about the player. They were both very high on Jackson, and, uh, you know, I had some familiarity with him, with my watching him play last year and through my time at the Western League as well, and uh, I thought he was a great fit for, for what we're trying to accomplish here. In now, uh, is he a guy that's going to play your top four on defense? Because you've got Matthew Robertson, who, of course, won a gold medal of Team Canada in the Holinka Gretzky Cup. Uh, you got Connor McDonald, uh, who's the other Connor Mack in the city of Edmonton, but uh, he's kind of your your power play quarterback. Uh, he's a right shot. Uh, are we looking at a, you know, does this give you a little bit greater depth on defense than maybe you originally thought you were going to have? Yeah, we feel our defense is very strong, and I think um, our collective uh, six that we have that. Uh, th- they all have WHL experience. You know, when you look at our decor right now, other than new players coming in this season, Jackson Alexander has probably the least experience other than, but then he has the most playoff experience winning a championship last year. So uh, we'll see how things go through exhibition season and uh, see where we're at at that point. Now, technically, because uh, you hadn't been announced yet, but you were around because you were there at the Bantam draft. Uh, the Oil Kings made a couple trades uh, to pick up uh, some help scoring up front uh, with a couple 20-year-old spots. Uh, tell us about those two players. 
Yeah, Vince Lashavel, he's um, played for uh, Portland Kootenai and Moose Jaw last season. Uh, he finished and was obviously on the great Moose Jaw team they had there until they got knocked out in the playoffs by Swift. Um, you know, he's a, he's got a great shot. He's a player that has a sense for scoring. He scored some goals in the league before, and he's, uh, you know, he's another guy like Trey, who has an exceptional shot for us well, as well. That can uh, We're hoping that can provide some uh, goal scoring up front. Quinn Benjafield, he's a hardworking 200-foot player, um, big wingerman, and, uh, we, you know, we feel that Quinn is going to bring a lot energy and uh you know he was in he was in Kamloops for four straight years so sometimes things can get a little bit of stale so we're expecting him to to bring a little bit of excitement here to Edmonton and kind of rejuvenate himself you mentioned Trey Trey is uh Fix Polanski he was out at uh in Penticton last year when we uh, did the uh, rookie tournament out there uh one of the Oil King players he performed uh Davis Kosh was the other one and uh Anyhow, uh, I mean, this guy was, uh, you know, he, unlike Kosh, who struggled for uh, much of last season, eventually got himself uh, a trade. Um, I look at Fix Wolanski, and he was pretty productive for you, wasn't he? Very productive. And, uh, you know, Trey, I think after he got drafted last year to Columbus, he came in to camp this year. He's one of our best-in-shape guys on the team. So I think he's understanding what he's going to have to do to make it to that next level, and uh, we expect him to be a leader for us this year. Uh now, you, you mentioned the, the two 20-year-olds you picked up, Benjafeld and uh, Lashevo. Uh, do you have another 20-year-old spot open right now? We do have a 20-year-old spot, yes. Okay. Um, I'm look, Okay. You've got some depth on defense there, but would there perhaps be an appetite to add a, a, a you know a 20-year-old vet D, or could you just slide through the year without having three 20s? You know, I think we're in a in a situation right now where we really want some of our young guys to play. So I think starting the year out without that 20-year-old is it's not the end of the world, and uh, we can kind of see how the first half of the season goes. And if we feel we need to add a guy at some point, uh, there's some 20-year-olds out there that we could definitely go after. Now you also ended up with the number two overall pick in the European draft, and you drafted uh, Alistrov, uh, who's he's Belarusian, is he not? Yeah. What? How's I mean, have you had any feel for him at all? And He's going to hit the ice today, obviously, but just give me a thought on uh, what type of player he is, how dynamic he can potentially, because when you're talking a, a European player that high, he's got to have to be, a, in junior terms, a pretty productive hockey player. Yeah, at the under-18 World Championships last year, he played as an underager and had 10 points in that event. So uh, he was playing against Canada's best a year older at that time, just like Robertson did as an underager in that event as well. So he had a great tournament there. And, you know, we really zoned in on the games where he was playing against Canada and the U.S. and not some of the other national countries. And we thought that he was he fit in well. He competed hard and he put up numbers. So uh, we've got to see him skate here a few times now. And uh, he fits in with our group very well. He skates well. He's a big body. And uh, the one thing that's really attractive for him is he's another guy that has a knack for finding the back of the net it seems when he gets it in the slot he can um he can shoot it right shot left left shot okay uh but he is a guy i mean if he's you know he's probably going to go in the first three rounds the nh i mean robertson's going to go somewhere between 10 no you know no later than 20th but he'll you know somewhere between 8 to 20th in the draft but you're, you're, we're going to have a run here of the next three or four years where you're going to have some Oil King players when people come down to games that are going to be first-round draft choices in the NHL. Yeah, we feel that that's, that is coming this year. I mean, we have up to probably five, six guys in this team that could potentially be drafted in this year's draft. And, you know, with Alistrov coming over, he's he doesn't speak English. He's got to learn the language, and he's in a whole new territory here. So he's the kind of guy that if right away maybe it's he has a little bit of a slower start. It's something we're not going to worry about. We know he needs to get it acclimatized to everything over here, and uh, he will, he'll find his stride soon, though. Now, your center position uh, is going to be interesting because uh, Brent Kemp was picked up in a, a deal a couple years ago at the WHL uh, trade deadline. That would have been with Everett, so that was Aaron Irving. Uh, but just a... Uh, 
you know, is there an opportunity for him to kind of take the next step and, and be a bit of an offensive driver for you? Yeah, we feel there is. He's going to go back to uh, Vegas' camp here this this um, in early September. And uh, how, how, Sorry, uh, Kurt, how many kids total are you, are you going to have going to NHL camps? Uh, uh, Fix Polanski is going to go to Columbus. Brett Kemp's going to go to uh, Las Vegas. And then Wyatt McLeod's going to go to Pittsburgh. Okay. So and, but you, and a lot of your players are 17, so they're not even draft eligible at this stage. Yeah, a lot of our players are younger players, and uh, they're going to get their opportunities here in the coming years for sure to do that okay what is uh and so uh we're joined by kurt hill he's president of gm of the edmonton oil kings kurt uh you got yourself obviously a, a new head coach and brad lauer this is i mean you guys are getting a feel for each other as well as a, a feel for edmonton and a feel for the players i mean how rewarding is it finally just to get the guys on the ice and instead of looking at and, and i know you've talked to all the families and done all that kind of interpersonal stuff but it is different isn't it in, in terms of when you finally actually get to see them out there on the ice. Yeah, it's great. I think uh, right now Brad's getting a feel for the players. Um, you know, he's brand new coming back to the league, so he's really starting from scratch with everybody. Um, I'm a little bit more familiar with my prior roles to the, as what some of these pr- players can bring. So right now it's, uh, you know, it's Brad going into everything with an open mind. There's no prior biases, and it's really we have a plan for the way we want to play and, uh, and the players that we um, feel are going to be good fits coming through this year, and we'll see how guys go through camp here this week. <laughs> Do you have an expectation of where you think the team can finish? You know, I think we got to see how the season starts out. It's um, you know putting an exact spot on it. I think we, I think we have a good group here, and I think the guys they're coming back with excitement. And we, you know, the more I've watched video last year, and the more we've talked to players, I think there's players in that room that know they underachieved last year, and we feel that there's guys that can step up and be better. Scott Atkinson was a guy that I thought might you know, be a little bit more productive than he was. He had a pretty good year the year before uh, playing midget hockey, and it just didn't come to fruition for him. And he's a guy that he might be in a, you know, maybe a, a third-line role, but there might be an opportunity for him to, to reach some of that offensive potential. Yeah, he had an, he was exceptional in the BC Major Midget League, obviously yeah. being one of the top scorers. And, you know, with him, it's sometimes from the outside looking in when a guy does that well and he comes into his first year, you think it's going to translate. But a lot of times those young players just need a year to get a feel for the league and, and understand what they need to do to, to be a productive guy in this league. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that Scott has uh, sorted some of that out and he's ready to go this season. Kurt, I'm going to throw a total curveball at you. During your time in the Western Hockey League, was there a player that you thought was a stone-cold mortal lock to be an NHL player that never reached it? And conversely, was there a guy you weren't sure about that years later has had a pretty good NHL career or maybe a guy that was a surprise that just kept on getting better every step of the way you played for uh, I know you played in Kelowna for a while but and they've done a pretty good job uh, specifically developing defensemen over the years they've sort of been the defenseman factor you know obviously uh, you know Duncan Keith played a year there Josh Georges uh, Shea Weber's probably the best example because he was a second round draft choice uh, Cody Franson was in there Tyler Myers played a year there uh and they got uh, Foots kid there. They actually got both of Foots kids there right now. But is there anybody that sort of crosses your mind that maybe surprised you with the the career they ended up having? And conversely, was there a guy that dominated against you at 16 or 17 that it didn't come to fruition for? Well, yeah, a couple of guys that I know that I, I played with was um, in Kelowna. I played with Troy Bodie who yeah. was a player in the Western League when I was playing with him. He was a big, tall, lanky player that looked like a little bit of a Bambi on the ice. And then all of a sudden, his older years in the Western League, everything came to fruition, and he ended up playing in the National Hockey League for, yeah. for Toronto at the end of the season. They're now is running their, their scouting department. Yeah. Um, 
So he was a guy that, you know, it really all came together for, and uh, I think for him... The Oilers drafted him, by the way. Yeah, they did, yeah. And it was all, I think he was just such a hard-working kid off, off the ice and, yeah. and and such a good teammate. I mean, those guys we play, I played with in Kelowna, we had such good teams there those years, and it was really the, the guys that were in the room. There was a lot of just really good people there that helped drive that boat in yeah. three straight Memorial Cups. Yeah, including a victory in, what, 2004, right? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Kurt, uh, we'll let you get back at it. I know you can just keep your headset on for 30 seconds. We'll... T- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Take a two-minute timeout. That's Kurt Hill, the president and GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. I'll get to text, tweets, and emails when we come back on Oilers Now. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. It is uh, 1.50 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Uh, hey, the Chisler. We got Topher in and we got the Chisler. Uh, the Chisler says, welcome back, Bob. Uh, where have you been? Two bits of information for you. I heard you broke 80 as a full-blown renaissance man. Uh, the Chisler adds a happy birthday to Tori. Uh, Carlson to Vegas. Bank on it. The Chisler was the man for day one who was on the Vegas train before anybody else was. Uh, the Chisler adds, Tavares dons the sea. I agree with that. That's, I believe that uh, John Tavares will be the next captain of the Maple Leafs. Um, lock Upshaw up as a fourth-line warrior. He's what the Oilers need. Love Christina Lake. Love the assistant coaches that were brought in. Bob, is there any news on the BU fiasco? And uh, Hugh Porter has just texted us as we speak, and he says, Bob, uh, welcome back. Uh, Hugh, of course, is with Digitex. We're trying to set up this match play event the last couple of years. Uh, the Chisler back in the day was on the Golden State Tour. We will share that with you. Uh, so here it is. Uh, Hugh has texted the show to say, welcome back, Bob. Tell Chisler I'm in Vegas September 4th. Let's play golf. I don't know if we're supposed to say that on the air, but we just did. That's what we do on live radio. Uh, you can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us Oilers Now at 630jet.com. Bob, which WHL team do you think is the team to watch this season? Uh, you know what? I think Saskatoon's going to take a big step forward. I think Lethbridge will be pretty good. And they both got centermen that were part of Team Canada's. And I know they didn't all, like uh, Dylan Cousins uh, played a lot in the wing, uh, but is expected to play both at center and wing. He's a consensus top 10 pick. I think Craig Button has him like two or three in the upcoming draft. Six foot three, right shot, center slash right winger. And Kirby Dock, a six foot 
not a, to me, he looks six foot four at the Holinka uh, Gretzky Cup. He's with Saskatoon. So those are two of the teams I'm going to be looking at from a pure draft perspective. Uh, this text comes in, Bob, uh, why isn't Ice District complete? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a process, man. It's not just all the buildings aren't just going to be ready all at once. There's only so much that can be built. But uh, hey, that's uh, one perspective on it. Bob, I pre- put it this way: we've got the new building. You heard Bob Nicholson. It is the uh, the nicest and newest building in the National Hockey League. Love the position Edmonton is in versus say Calgary. And I want Calgary. I am the biggest supporter for Calgary getting a building as well. No excuses. I want to see these two teams dominate the Western Conference and be back to the days of the 1980s. I hope Calgary gets a new arena as well. Bob, I predict pitchforks by December 1st. I don't know who's going to disappoint me more this year, the Raiders or the Oilers, says Raider Jesse. Okay, well, didn't the Raiders bring back a coach, you know, I don't know, John Gruden by chance? Uh, Bob, what are your thoughts on Justin Falk? Can he play higher than a five? That text comes to us from Goodfella. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, Justin Falk can play as a second-pairing right-shot defenseman in the National Hockey League if you play him the right way. His Far be it for me to judge body composition, but when the Oilers played in Carolina last year, he had one of the worst performances we've seen from a player all year. Uh, turned the puck over a couple times, had one puck go bounce in off him, two dead giveaways for other goals. He looked slow. That said, uh, he's had a proven track record of uh, offensive production. With him, I think it's too many minutes. You know, you don't want him playing 22 minutes a game. He might be better at 18-19. Um, and I think that given that they've got Dougie Hamilton, who's a heck of a defenseman, and also Brett Pesci on the right side, and they got Van Riemsdyk. It makes sense for Carolina to contemplate making a move at some stage. You can text us at 630-630. Uh, tweet us at now. Email us OilersNow at 630-630. Uh, the Haas says, Bob, fans play a part in facilitating player confidence. There should be fan etiquette, uh, etiquette lessons. Oh, that, that's a little tough. That's a little tough to uh, pull off, I'd say. I, I think most people know, hey, you know what? You In, in the building, Oilers fans have been terrific. They have. And last year was a disappointing year, and people aren't idiots. You know, if they see a player in public... They're polite and they're respectful. There's a very small percentage of losers out there that would ever go down the path of embarrassing themselves or our city uh, with a player by acting like a jerk. So uh, 99.9% of the fans that uh, I have interactions with are fantastic. Coming up tonight on Reed Wilkins Inside Sports, it's the Eskimos Coaches Show with Morley Scott. Jack Michaels will join us in studio tomorrow. I'd like to thank our operator today, Dustin Kaufman, and our producer, Brad Whisker, for uh, helping us out on Oilers Now. 
Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Rogers Place on Oilers Now. Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.